Good morning. Welcome to Latinx in the Inland Empire. Today, we're going to be speaking with the filmmakers, directors, the executive producer of Bordeaux. Bordeaux is a film exploring how a community must work together to decrease chronic absenteeism in the San Bernardino City Unified School District. With us on line we have Nishita Matangi who is the executive producer as well as Mr. Yakamo Lake who is the director. Good morning you two. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. So talk to us about the name. I don't I don't want to tell our listeners more than I think it's a good thing for you guys to talk about the name Verdo as someone who lives in San Bernardino district. Talk to us about the story here. Um, we came up with the name Bordeaux because we were, uh, it started with research that we were doing. And I'm actually not from San Bernardino. Um, I'm from Northern California, but we had been working on research with Loma Linda and we were doing a focus group with students from one of the high schools. And um, they were talking and they kept throwing around Bordeaux and we didn't know what they were referencing come to find out um, it was a, a name for the high school, San Bernardino High School. A lot of people call it Purdue. And then once the idea for the film came about, we were trying to think of something that would work. And um, Purdue came to mind because it was one of the, the founding points for starting the whole project and the idea for the film. But then also um, the locals know what Purdue means. But mm -hmm. people in general might not know what it means, but I think it sounds interesting enough for people to want to know what it means. So that's why we went with Purdue. Yeah, definitely. I, and uh, Nishida, you just mentioned San Bernardino High School. Um, I grew up in San Bernardino all of my life. And whenever somebody would refer to Purdue, more than likely it was the high school. But there is a big population of the people here that actually refer to the city as a whole as Purdue as well. There's a there's a couple names. There's the Dino, uh, Purdue, um, you know, just just to name a few. So that's really yeah. To, you know, piggybacking off what Nishida just said, something that that we knew that the community would get and would would know what this film would be about. Um, because really this film is for the San Bernardino community. You know, we wanted to speak their language. We wanted to, you know, be, you know, we come from there, at least I do. And a lot of the other crew members did. So it was really important to us that we, we, you know, talk to them, you know, as equal San Bernardino community members, because that's, that's who we are. You know, we're not coming out from Hollywood or anything, trying to gloss it up or anything where we're showing what life is about here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, and a question to both of you, what did you guys learn? I know that the trailer is available on your film website, um, berdufilm.com. That's B-E-R-D-O-O film.com, um, where the trailer is available. Giacomo and Nishido, what did you learn um, applying all your research um, and documenting the real lives of students, uh, administrators, and teachers in San Bernardino. 
Um, well, the film came off of our, um, the research that a, my team and I had done for um, our master's in public health program at Loma Linda University. Mm-hmm. We were looking into um, reasons for chronic absenteeism in the San Bernardino City Unified School District. The high schools have one of the higher rates in the state as well as the country. And that's been changing even just within the past few years that we've been doing this research. But um, we we wanted to know what were the actual barriers to it. We were, we were asked to find out if one of the main reasons was safety. And the, the way they came up with this conclusion was because there's the youth court in San Bernardino, which is a really, really cool program. You should definitely check out if you get the chance. But um, it's just a peer court, a peer-based court for teens, um, where if they do something that, um, that, you know, that could be put on their record, instead of it going to their record and having to be suspended for it, they do community service or they um, they have different classes that they go to. Um, and so with the youth court, they were finding that there was a lot of knife possession. And that's why kids were getting in trouble. But the reason for the knife possession is because kids didn't necessarily feel safe going to school. So we were asked to look into if that was true. And we decided to take a step back and just look at reasons in general for kids missing school. And um, chronic absenteeism is unique because it accounts for all reasons for um, absences, not just the ones that are excused, or I'm sorry, including the ones that are excused. So are kids missing school because they're taking care of family members or because they, they're they out sick? Um, are they out sick often? Are they um, working? That's why they can't they can't go to school because work is so important to them where it provides for their family. They need to go to work rather than school. So um, we looked into all those different things and Purdue is just a reflection of the different issues that students face, but then also um, the different services that the school district provides to try to, to try to decrease these barriers or take them out completely so that students can go to school and succeed. Excellent. Um, two of the things you spoke to about really hit home for me, um, specifically safety um, as a uh, minoritized subject. Um, I feel that safety is a really important um, obstacle for students. Um, and it's also that idea of um, chronic absenteeism, right? That there's a real connection to um, the oppression that a lot of these human beings feel just as students. Um, One of the things from your trailer that was really important to me was the way you you anchored um, the Minnesota Viking running back, Mr. Alexander Madison. as someone who also grew up in San Bernardino, did he help you? Did he help relate to the students? Did he help understand and expand the vision of the film? Yeah, I would say he definitely, definitely did. Um, there's a whole scene in the film where he's just having a one-on-one, heart-to-heart conversation 
um, with a student who at the time was a San Bernardino High School student. Um, and, you know, they're just having this friendly conversation about their pasts and their presence and um, how they both faced those barriers and those struggles when they were in San Bernardino High School. And, you know, they the the outcomes, the the, the stories that they shared weren't too different. And, um, you know, you see a success story like Alex Mattinson and then um, the young man um, whose name is Joseph that he was speaking to um, in the film, we, we get to see a bit of his journey as well. And a lot of the successes that he has, um, has come through, you know, since being at San Bernardino high school and a few other high schools in San Bernardino. And um, yeah, really the point of like the administrators and the teachers just doing everything that they can for these students to be, you know, a support or an anchor for them, um, you know, trying to keep them as safe as possible and trying to help them get those diplomas so that they can start their careers. Um, it was really nice to to just see that conversation unfold. And um, in the film, you get to see quite a bit of it. Um, but they were out there, you know, they were talking for like a good hour or so. So it, it was really nice to have him come back and help us especially at the high school that he graduated from and be able to have a one-on-one -on -one with one of the current students. Yeah, we learned that um, Alex had a really good standing with the students in San Bernardino. A lot of them look up to him and it was exciting to see um, him be able to share his story. I think a lot of people don't realize that his family actually had to deal with um, housing and had to spend time with their family um, because they didn't have their own home to be able to go to. And that's stuff that um, a lot of students in San Bernardino have to deal with. Um, it's a pretty common story and it's amazing to see the resilience that um, students come out with. And um, Alex is a perfect example of that resilience. Yeah, what I love about the way Alex participates in the trailer that I saw was that uh, it's very important for students of color and minoritized students like myself to have role models, uh, people who actually um, participate and give back to our community, um, not the idea of like a brain drain. And I really liked the significance of that, because um, I think that a lot of us who know San Bernardino know all the positive sides, um, but that we really have to fight against the misrepresentation of not only the city of San Bernardino, um, but the people who live there. Um, and the challenges that we know they face based on um, some of the research that you found, um, for example, the bankruptcy of the city, um, lack of transportation, uh, lack of access to food. Um, one of the points you talk about is that the hunger initiative that a lot of students face. Um, did you want to talk a little bit more about that, Nishida or Giacomo? Um, a huge percentage of San Bernardino students actually qualify for subsidized lunches. Um, and the school districts, they, their 
often in some cases um, are the only source of food for those students during the day. And so that's one reason why COVID is such a big deal is because um, those students depended on those meals and having access to those meals. And that's not everyone's story, but um, for a majority of the community, that is true. And um, for families to have that burden of providing one more meal for their students is a pretty big burden to bear. But um, we were able to highlight in the film um, how the school district has been providing meals um, even during the pandemic. And it was, um, it's, I think it's one of the, the best scenes in the film just because it shows how the school district rises regardless of what the situation is and how the community comes together regardless of what the situation they're facing. Yes, that's really well said. It's, um, and I'm really glad you've mentioned Nishida COVID because one of the things that really inspired me just watching the trailer and reading all about the, the information behind the film is this idea of a knowledge economy, right? And how can we and the film um, work as a social justice imperative um, and really reflect the best of but also challenge the district and um, some of the cities and schools to do better, um, to work harder to inform its residents of all the services available to those students. Um, I was on your website. How can people like myself support the film and project, number one, and number two, um, when is the film going to be released? Um, there's a couple opportunities to be a part of the project. Um, we do have, first of all, you can share about the film. Um, we've actually had an incredible amount of support from just local community members in a very grassroots um, word of mouth promotion um, with people just telling each other about the film. And that's just a great opportunity for us to get the word out there. So definitely follow us on social media and sharing that information. Um, also follow us on social media because that's where we're announcing where the different screenings are happening. Um, you can sign up to, to host your own screening on our website. There's a form that you can fill out. And if you wanted to, if you're a part of an organization and want to host a virtual event, you can sign up there and we'll work with you to um, get a screening put together. And then hopefully sooner than later, um, we can have a drive-in screenings and um, in-person screenings once it's safe to do so again. Um, you can also support us. We have a Patreon and um, we have different perks with our Patreon that you can have access to. Um, we also have a Zazzle store where you can purchase merchandise um, with Purdue on it um, that promotes the film. And then um, we will be hosting another screen actually at the end of this month, the school district, um, San Bernardino City Unified School District is hosting a watch party on the 29th. So definitely follow us on social media so you can get the details for that. Um, that'll most likely be one of the 
the last free screenings of Purdue. And then after that, we'll be announcing ways that you could um, essentially rent Purdue. Fantastic. So just to go over that, we can support the film on Patreon. Um, I really want a Purdue t-shirt, so I will be purchasing one. <laughs> but also that the film's last screening will be on Friday, right? January 29th. Is that correct? 2021? Yes. And it'll um, there'll be a watch party that you can join with the school district. Um, and I believe we'll be having um, some people speaking as well about the film and the project. And then um, the the film will be up for a few days after that watch party. So you'll have the opportunity to be able to view it in case you miss the watch party. Fantastic. Joe Como, um, yes. as a director working with such a, a really diverse team, um, mm -hmm. producers, um, directors, as someone who grew up here, Joe Como, what do you want? people and our listeners to take away from your film? The main message that we really want to get across is the resilience and the strength of the San Bernardino community. Um, that's something that's not explored enough, I would say, in films. Uh, the, the, there's a lot of, you know, media out there that just paints San Bernardino in such a quote unquote negative light. And we really wanted this to be the antithesis of that. And, um, again, I came from San Bernardino. I went to one of the San Bernardino high schools, uh, Cajon high school. And, you know, I learned a lot there, um, in their film program. So just, you know, being able to learn a lot of the skills that I took as a filmmaker past my high school days, and then being able to give that back to the school district that really helped cement that in me, that, that for me is a gift. And I, I you know, I definitely want to give that gift back. Um, and, you know, there are plenty of stories that aren't told. Um, there's a lot of times where, maybe the school district, the teachers, the administrators get the blame for stuff that really is are, are things that they're trying to combat, that they're actively fighting. And um, earlier you said, you, you asked about how can we challenge, you know, this district and other districts to, to get the word out about these services. And I think, um, you know, Nishida coming to us with this idea of making a film about it is, you know, it speaks volumes because, you know, there's so many resources that th these districts are giving out to their students. One of them may not always be, you know, a media department that's that's showing, you know, hey, this is what we can provide. This is what we have for you. Um, so hopefully moving forward, you know, um, you know, video is a big deal nowadays, video production and, and seeing things online with your eyes that you don't typically get to see. Um, as a student coming from San Bernardino, I wasn't even aware of half the services that the district provided until I got involved with this film, which was, you know, it was eye opening for me and I loved seeing it, but I want others to be able to see it as well and know that there's resources for their students. And, you know, hopefully, you know, San Bernardino's school district would be, you know, the first of many to get their own, you know, documentaries or, or showcases of their district's 
you know, gifts to their community. Yeah, I really like that what you all succeeded in doing, which, as you said, was creating a modality that's new to um, like a new lens to for your audience and also new people to see San Bernardino. And that's through film. Phenomenal. Um, because, as you said, it's really a challenge to put a documentary like this with so many different players um, on screen. And that's what is really exciting to me because Joe Como, like you, I hope that the district sees the value, right, of art, of film, right, of ways that students can be creative like yourselves and give back to their community. And like you said, film and this modality is a very obvious one, especially for this generation of learners um, who who are who are much who are visual and who are on social media. Um, I think it's fant fantastic. Um, how did you guys get involved with the district? How did that happen? Um, we were first introduced to the district with our research because um, the the research proposal was was given to us by the dis by the school district mainly um, with from the youth court and from the um, safety and attendance advisory committee. And um, during our research, we were able to build some really great relationships, be introduced to um, just a lot of people that were very invested in making a difference in San Bernardino. And you'll, you'll notice even in the film, um, almost everyone that we interview, um, that's a staff or faculty of the school district, um, all, I believe almost all of them grew up in San Bernardino or have been living here for a very long time. And it's their, it's their home and it's their kids that they're trying to help. Um, and so we, we built a relation, our research team um, built a relationship with several different people from the district. And then when we got the idea for the film, um, the purpose of the film at the beginning was actually just to be able to provide um, information about the different resources and connect individuals to services because there are all these services, but not enough people know about them and are able to access and use them. So that was the purpose of the film. And then um, we just got an incredible amount of support and it was able to get bigger. And I think we still were able to accomplish the main goal of highlighting those services and resources. Um, and hopefully people will learn about them and be able to access and use them now. But the district's been great in um, being behind the film and um, giving feedback to make sure that we were um, we were um, correct in what we were displaying and it was true to San Bernardino and true to the San Bernardino City Unified School District. Um, it was important to me, especially since I'm not from San Bernardino to make sure that this wasn't me telling their story or um, with working with Loma Linda University and the research being from Loma Linda University, it wasn't Loma Linda University trying to tell San Bernardino's story. It was the people being able to tell their own story and this district and the people in the district um, were the main reason that was, that was possible. 
Yeah, you can definitely tell that you guys spent a lot of time researching, asking the right questions, Nishida and Giacomo. Um, one thing I really like about your website is that you guys have a really um, deep map of San Bernardino with all of the schools. Can I ask you, what inspired you about using um, the map, Nishida and Giacomo? Um, so the map is actually, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember if someone showed it to us or we found it, but um, I was working at Loma Linda University. I was the communications assist assistant for the School of Public Health, and um, I had my own little office there, and it kind of became the command center for Purdue, and this was obviously before the pandemic. Um, but we just wanted something that kind of said Purdue and like that could inspire us. And so we got that map and we had it up on the, um, the wall there. So during all our meetings, we were constantly seeing it. Also, um, shout out to the San Bernardino Food Fest. Um, they allowed us to have a booth um again before the pandemic and um we wanted a background that when people walked by it caught their eye and um the map seemed like the perfect thing um i i think a lot of times people don't realize how big san Bernardino is especially the school district um it's a very big school district as far as area goes and um it was really cool to see people walk by during the food fest and um, point, look at the map and point out, oh, that's where my school was. So that was the inspiration behind the map. And I think it was one of the first things we posted when we set up our social media. So it kind of, for a while, became the face of Purdue. Um, so yeah, that's how the map became a thing. Yeah, I really like that idea of uh, getting inspiration from your local geography. Um, because like you, it's it's important to visualize um, in different ways as you write research and ask the right questions. Um, Giacomo, what inspired you? So you grew up in San Bernardino. Um, did you go away and come back? Or have you always been inspired and have wanted to do something locally? No, I've actually always lived in San Bernardino County. Um, I lived in the city of Rialto for a very long time. Um, I just recently moved to LA County, but that was after we had finished Purdue. And, um, you know, I started my filmmaking career, you know, working on short films that were, you know, scripted narratives. Um, I tended to gravitate towards more like, you know, the comedy genre. And I still like to, to do that. But it was around the time that I graduated from Cal State San Bernardino that I got a job there in their um, PR department. And one of my jobs was to highlight and showcase students and their success stories. Um, we had one from a, a student who was an undocumented student that got his papers and he, he went viral and he's just a major success and a major you know contributor to the San Bernardino community we had another uh, young woman who was uh, an expert runner on their track team so it was like we were telling these mini documentary type stories um, to highlight student success from Cal State San Bernardino and it was like during that time that I felt that I could really 
you know, see myself pursuing careers, not only doing scripted work, but also unscripted and telling stories that, you know, aren't being told um, real stories and real successes from, you know, small, you know, uh, Nishida said that, you know, San Bernardino County is pretty massive and the city is, the, the city alone is pretty big, but you don't really hear about it when you, when you think SoCal, when you think Southern California, most people's minds arguably would probably go towards Hollywood and would go towards LA, um, San Diego even. But San Bernardino has always been painted in such a, a bad light that we, we, I wanted to do something that would help them. And, um, you know, I, I, I was very much appreciative of Nishida's approach because even though she wasn't from San Bernardino, she made it very adamant that the crew that she worked with come from San Bernardino and be a part of the community and know the history. Um, so that's where I got involved. Um, of, of a friend of mine, Andrew, um, Andrew Vong, shout out to him. He was the one who actually edited the entire film and was our director of photography. Um, he reached out to me because another friend of mine, Daryl Amores, um, you know, shout out to him as well. Um, he and I grew up in San Bernardino. We went to the same school with with each other since we were about five or six years old. So a lot of the people that I, that were brought on to work on this film, we've known each other through elementary school, through middle school, through high school and college. And um, that's pretty much how we built the crew. And it was just great for everyone to come on board to, to tell San Bernardino's story from, again, the roots of school, because that's really the basis for everything. Um, and yeah, our, even one of our, um, camera people on, on crew was, a uh, he has been a substitute teacher for the district for many years. And he's told me that it was very rewarding for him to work on a project such as this. Definitely. Um, and I wanted to like, you, I'm really glad you gave a shout out to all the crew. Did you want to tell us like, how long did this project take? Like a year? Was it um, a year of research and then a couple months filming? Um, for a lot of us that are interested in different modalities, um, how did you guys, how long did this take? Um, I would say I am by no means a filmmaker. <laughs> this was my first project and it was a huge learning curve. Um, so it was great to have Giacomo and Andrew to help with um, all the different parts. But the idea for the film um, kind of came about towards the summer of 2019. Um, the end of the summer of 2019, um, I was accepted to a program at Harvard called Media and Medicine, and um, I needed to I needed to pitch an idea um, and a form of media to to um, to tell a story and the research that we had been doing had just kind of consumed our lives because that's all we were doing and there was so much of it and so I wanted to do something about our research and the stories that we heard during focus groups and during interviews and um, my team and my advisors they encouraged me to consider a video or a film and um so I went ahead and pitched it in October, and then 
in December, we met with, I think like the last two weeks of the, the, the work week, um, or before the holiday break, um, in December, we set up just a bunch of meetings with so many community members, um, to get their take on it and their ideas for it. Um, in January, I believe it was in January or late December, we reached out to Andrew and Giacomo and they got a team together and our first shoot date was um, mid-January of 2020. And then um, we we filmed, um, I think we had three, three shoot days, I believe. And then um, COVID hit. And when COVID hit, we took a step back. We wanted to make sure we kept everyone safe, but then it got it extended and got longer and we weren't really sure what was going to come about with it. Um, I honestly didn't think we could finish the film, but also we had all this great footage that we, we couldn't just let sit there. So um, we had a couple meetings and we decided to go the online route and um, do online interviews and incorporate events that way. Um, and then we did a couple more days when it got a little safer um, towards the towards the end of the summer um, and around graduation time when the different drive-through graduations happened. Um, and then we and well, I, I say we, but it was mostly Andrew just spent a ton of hours um, editing towards the in the fall, and um, we wanted to make sure that we got it out in 2020 because 2020 is just was just such a rough year and we wanted this to be our gift to the community so we did a soft premiere um starting christmas day and had it up for about 10 days and had just an incredible response and so it's been about a year i guess a year and a half if you count all the brainstorming and planning before but it's basically been a year and it's hard to imagine it's only been a year, but also it's hard to imagine that we did all of it in one year. Definitely. And Nishida, I love <clears throat> that idea of a gift because it really is a gift that you've given back to um, not only the, the district of the San Bernardino School District, but also to a lot of us who live in the greater San Bernardino County and who um, believe in the county and are future focused, um, what dedication that took. Um, and I think you're also reflecting the resilience, right, Nishida and Giacomo? Yeah. Of San Bernardino, right? That you didn't quit. Um, and that is a gift um, that you're modeling for a lot of people, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's. You know, like Nishida touched on when the COVID-19 pandemic hit, we didn't know what was going to happen. We, we really were thinking like, well, is the narrative of this story going to change all that much? And I, I, I actually don't think it did because there's so many daily struggles and barriers that these students are facing. You know, the, the pandemic was just one more of those and you know you know of course we want to keep everyone safe everyone is doing their part um to to put an end to this hopefully in the near future um but when when it is over and i have faith that you know 
this time will pass. Um, students will at some point be able to return to classes in person, um, but they're still going to be faced with some of those struggles and the barriers, um, you know, regardless whether there is a pandemic or not. And we're, you know, we know that there is such a, a sense of strength and resilience in the community that they can overcome it. And they have the resources. Um, the, the school district is doing a fantastic job. So um, our hope is that this film really shines a light on that so that when students do get to be reunited with their teachers and administrators in person, they know that they really are there for them and that they're not just, you know, another, you know, cog in the wheel. They're, they they are important that there's, these people are so impassioned by, you know, molding the leaders of tomorrow and, and helping them along their journey, both, you know, educationally and emotionally and spiritually. There's a, there's a, you know, a lot of great points that we touch upon in the film, a lot of, a lot of centers that the schools have. There's one that deals specifically with mental health. And, you know, I am a true advocate for, for mental health. And I loved seeing that there was a facility like that for students, especially in high school, because that can just be, you know, such a rough couple of years for, for a child. And, you know, it's, I thought it was amazing that they have these resources and I'm really hope that this film shows that and that students and parents know, like, you know, there is help. We just, you know, we just need to ask and, you know, they'll be happy to help us. Fantastic. Um, So Berdu, everyone, is a film for anyone who considers San Bernardino a part of their story. Uh, The film is produced in San Bernardino in collaboration with the San Bernardino City Unified School District, the Loma Linda University School of Public Health, and with the help from students and creatives who all went to school in San Bernardino. I want to thank both of you, Nishita and Joe Como, for taking the time this morning to share with us all about Bordeaux, the film. From Claremont Graduate University, This is Latinx in the Inland Empire.